Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I am your host, Mandy Beverly. This is a podcast for women by women. As we know, a rising tide lifts all boats, but sometimes we know there can be a few stormy seas. So when the tough times happen, the proverbial hits the fan, what do you do? Who do you have to become in the process? That's the real story, and that's remarkable. We love to tell the story of women that are a few steps further ahead on their own entrepreneurial journey. They know exactly what it feels like to be where you are. So these women are not only paving the way for themselves, but they're also paving the way for the women that follow in their footsteps. This is Remarkable Woman Radio. Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm Mandy Beverly, and I'm here with the very special guest, Cindy Bakewell. Now, Cindy is from Private Travel. She is an elite travel consultant, and she helps you have amazing travel experiences. And I know even though travel is not on everyone's horizon at the moment, local travel has definitely come up on everybody's estimation, and they're actually really looking forward to it. So welcome, Cindy, and um, thanks for coming along today. Thank you, Mandy. Now, Cindy, I know that over the last year, it has been a real roller coaster for you. And for you to have started out last year with a thriving business to then have it stop almost overnight, and then now to be coming back and talking about elite travel experiences, um, tell us a little bit more about that journey and how you are still so enthusiastic about what you do. Well, I think those of us that are still here are absolutely, we're here because we're passionate about what we do. Uh, when COVID first hit, um, I think we were so busy looking after our clients, bringing them home, um, you know, calls to, I had clients in Africa, I had to get them home and uh, making sure our clients received their refunds and setting up their future credits with, with all the different suppliers. I mean, some bookings, you know, they have they might have 20 or 30 different components in them. So you were dealing with so many different suppliers, different policies, different cancellation fees. Will they get a credit? Will they won't get a credit? So for the first three months, it really didn't hit me that, I really didn't have a business because I was still working, albeit for absolutely nothing. And most of us have worked, you know, for nothing for the last 12 months, but we couldn't just abandon our clients. Um, and that, uh, you know, because we quickly realized that if we took our eye off the ball, um, then our clients would, would lose out. We were managing their fears as well because nobody nobody knew what was happening. Mm. So to a lot of people, to have a thriving business and then all of a sudden to have that like just pulled out from under you, um, it has been soul-destroying for a lot of people. But I'm really, really lucky. I'm really grateful that in my um, career, I've, I've been in travel, I've been in the airline industry for a long time. Um, before I started my travel business, I went through 9-11 and I went through, I worked through SARS. So I had an inkling, a small inkling of what it would be like, but really no one had no idea that it would still be like it is 12 months later. But as I said, you have to be passionate about what you do to still be, to still be here. 
Yes. And definitely. I don't give up. I won't give up. I have a goal that I want to get to. <laughs> it was going to be five years. It's probably a seven-year plan now. But that's all right. You're still working on it. So tell yeah. me, Cindy, what inspired you to get started in the travel industry in the first place? When I, when I first left school, I worked in a travel agency in Wellington back in the days where everything was manual, absolutely, yeah. absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. And I... I I moved to Australia and I realised very quickly that I could see the world and get paid for it. Um, so, gosh, at least two decades later, <laughs> um, I well, maybe it may even be three, Mandy, I came back to New Zealand and I what, still wanted to be in travel, but I didn't quite know how to go about it. So I had a chat with some friends who were travel brokers and well, I asked the question, could I do this? Could, and they said, of course you can. So I boldly set about, set myself up as, as an independent travel broker. And, but what I didn't realize was that when you work for an airline, you know, everything about that airline, but when you're Mm -hmm. a travel advisor, you have to know everything about everything so um I just wish I'd had a brain like Mr Google (laughs) well basically you guys were like Google in those days weren't they because because people would come in and they would go okay I want to go here and I want to go there and and tell me about this so you guys were like the first Googles really oh well yeah we were way way back then the funniest thing that ever happened to me was when you're a junior you sit right at the front door of the agency and you know you're the first point of contact in walked this lovely American couple and they, they sat down and, you know, their presence, you know, they were American and, you know, quite loud. And so everybody <laughs> in the agency can hear what they're saying. So I, I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking, gosh, what are they going to ask me? And they said, we want to hire a car. We want to hire, you know, like a, a, not a sedan, like a wagon and, we, uh, so I said, well, you know, how long do you want to hire it for? Well, it, um, and, and where would you like to drop it off? Well, we're going to, we're going to drive up to Auckland and we're going to drive across that Harbour Bridge and we want to drop it off in Sydney. And <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah that's, not, yeah, I, was, uh, I said, well, there's, there's it's just one problem, problem with that. <laughs> went, went on to explain. Mm. So um, that was one of the funniest things that, has happened to me. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that great? Everyone's perceptions are very different of Australia and New Zealand. They think we're a lot closer, obviously, but I've never heard that we were just a harbour bridge away. There you go. <laughs> That's brilliant. And so then you realise you didn't need to be nervous, I guess. So they were brilliant for helping you just relax and go, okay, not everyone knows what they're doing. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah you were exactly. probably very grateful for them turning up when they did, you know, <laughs> just to go, well, I know more about what I do than these guys. And that's a good yeah. place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what's one thing that you had, you wish you'd known when you started back then, or you kind of pleased that it was ignorance on fire? Uh, when I, yeah, ignorant, ignorance on fire, because I'm always up for a challenge. So when I first started brokering, um, I realized just how much I didn't know. And having worked at airports and having had to deal with passengers whose tickets weren't quite right, I had a 
probably not the best opinion of of travel agents or tra- travel brokers, travel the rest of the travel industry. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know what, I very quickly changed <laughs> changed my opinion because I realised, goodness me, just how much um, a travel advisor does does have to know and, uh, to be able to make sure that you know their client's journey is as smooth as it possibly can be. So what's a common myth about the profession? You know, what's a common myth that everyone has about travel brokers? And I'm sure that all these online travel companies have kind of helped buy into this myth. So what can you, yeah, what what do you reckon that is a common myth about that you'd like to debunk? Yeah. The, the, there's a perception out there that you don't need a travel agent, you don't need a travel advisor, you can do it all online yourself. Well, my response to that is you'll find the ingredients on the internet, but you won't find the recipe. And another way, another analogy is, um, and this is one for the ladies, think about, you know, when you want to change your hair colour, what's the best result? Going to the pharmacy, (laughs) buying the hair dye, (laughs) doing it yourself, or going to a professional hairdresser in a salon. I also like to say Calculate the time you spend online researching, then multiply the time by your hourly rate. Now add that time and hourly rate onto the price of your holiday. And is the service fee that you pay your travel advisor cheaper? Wow. And probably it would be too, isn't it? Because once you get on there and you're looking around, you don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're missing out on either. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. And um, if I were to if I were to tell you that when you book a hotel online, you're missing out on free upgrades, early check-ins, late checkouts, food and beverage credits, spa vouchers, um, and none of that is an additional cost to you. So that's you know that's the advantage of working. Um, is that because of the relationship that you've already? that you've established and because you're bringing clients constantly to that person, they're going, we want to reward you for that. So therefore you can pass that reward on to your clients as well. Yes, we, yeah. we, we belong to an organisation that's all about clients' experience and, and that's, why those, that's why my clients get those extras. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, you, you have to think when, you, when you're travelling away from New Zealand, you want the most amazing experiences. You want amazing memories. And you ask yourself, are you going back to this destination? You know, maybe not for a long time. So, you know, why leave? Don't leave any stone unturned. That's really cool. And the same could be said with traveling around. You know, we're based in New Zealand, but everybody's yes. in their own countries that could be listening to this. And the same could be said for making sure that they use someone like you that's experienced and knows what they're doing for even doing New Zealand travel, you know, yes. or, or local travel of some sort, because it's, you'll know things that others don't. Absolutely, Mandy. I'm sure you would have seen the program on the luxury lodges. That, I mean, there are there are some amazing lodges and some that I'd never heard of before we, you know, pivoted to booking New Zealand um, travel. And um, again, I, I go back to um, if you if you go direct, um, you're not going to be able to take advantage of the free upgrades, the early check-ins, food and beverage credits credits on spas that I can give you or the private travel can give to you as as our client. 
Well, I like that. I like the private travel experience. That sounds really nice, all the upgrades and things like that. So the myth really is that people are going to save a lot of money when they book themselves, but that's really it. It's just a myth because they don't know what they're missing out on. They don't know all the good deals that they could possibly get, and they don't know the extras that you can add on to ensure that they're going to really have a great experience because we can only find the information that we can find. Mm, that's Absolutely. cool. That's nice. Absolutely. I like that. So it's all these little hidden secrets that you can over-deliver with them. Mm, nice. Yes. So obviously last year when the bottom just disappeared out of your market, and as you said, you just keep working and you kept just basically assisting your clients and trying to get them home and trying to get refunds and all of that sort of stuff. At the same time, you're watching your business disappear how did you cope because that is that is something that is a massive you know that's a massive thing in anybody's life watching your business disappear so how did you cope and what's one strategy you could give to someone else I um, I I I just refused to give up I thought this is not going to beat me I will get through this and I had just finished working with a business mentor to put together my five-year plan and I, I kept focusing on that, just kept focusing on that. The other the other thing that always makes me feel good about myself is exercise. I absolutely, I ramped up my exercise because I knew that um, staying healthy, feeling good, having that confidence in yourself, because, you know, every time you exercise, you ch- like you're challenging, challenging yourself. And if you can get through that, I, I can get through anything. Um, I love to box and kickbox. Really? And yeah. Oh, go yeah. you. <laughs> oh, I know. So punching that bag and uh, kicking um, like three minutes, you, you, your mind is clear. You've, you've got to focus on that exercise, otherwise you hurt yourself. But you, you, it just clears your mind and, and I just it, it gets rid of all that stress, all that stress. I also have a beautiful four-legged fluffy girl. who's um just has the sweetest nature and um we also have being part of the private travel company we could pick up the phone and chat to someone you know and because you um you yeah you don't you know someone's always not having a good day if that makes sense yeah 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 Someone's always there. How amazing to, so that's, those are really good advice, you know, so basically you're saying having the belief that you refuse to give up. Okay. That's, that's cool. And then you're focusing on the plan that you've already got in action. And then now it's maybe a little elastic, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, And then really looking after yourself with exercise and challenging yourself and, 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 and also picking up the phone. Those are really cool steps because we all go through tough times. We do. And it we could do. be in lots of different ways. Um, so business can um, can do that. Is there anything else that you would use as a, or as a strategy that you used over the past year to um, anything else that you would advise people to do? One of the things that I love to do is to help other people. So I do a lot of baking and it, it, baking it's like gardening it's really good for the soul mm-hmm. and I don't bake for myself because if I had the baking in the cupboard I would just eat it until it was gone but I love giving it away to people and I love 
it's kind of like I can relate it to travel. You know, you're giving something, someone, something tasty, and when they say, look, oh, we absolutely love it, that makes me feel good. Cool. That's really cool. And I think that's really, um, it's important for someone to to keep doing something for other people as well. It keeps you feeling fulfilled and and feeling like you've still got some worth as well. Um, Have there been any people or books that have been influential in your life? And maybe what are you listening to at the moment or what are you reading at the moment? Because it's always interesting to hear what, you know, what is inspiring people. I, I love um, biographies. Madeline Albright, um, I read her book, Madam Secretary. Um, Madeline Albright was the first Secretary of State for the US, US mm. and reading about her life and what she's achieved is really, really inspiring. The other book that I read a long time ago is Leap of Faith by Lisa Hallaby, who uh, she was an American, born in America of Syrian um, American descent. And her, her mother was actually Swedish, but she married King Hussein of Jordan and she was his fourth wife. Um, she became Queen Noor. Um, and what the two of them achieved in peacemaking is 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 inspiring really really inspiring yeah so those were two the book I'm reading at the moment is uh, about Meryl Streep and the one I just finished is Lisa uh, Rose Heilbron who was the first uh, woman judge in the UK incredible woman absolutely amazing Oh wow! So you've you're surrounding yourself by inspiring, incredible women. Yeah. And yeah. so not only do you travel for your occupation, you also travel in your recreational time as well. <laughs> <laughs> you're very aligned. But those are really good books, and I can um, also put um, put a list of those um, in the notes later in case someone else would like to um, to actually get their get their hands on them. And I'm I myself am very interested on mm. in having a read of those. If you could go back and give yourself, your younger self, some advice, what would you give her? I say, don't save for a rainy day. Save for a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Anything else that you would say? <laughs> uh, I would. I would say always, you know, have a plan, have a goal, and. You know, if, if you're going to, like, find out what your passion is because when you're passionate about what you do, it's not hard work. Mm. What you, you just yeah. just do it. Yeah, cool. just do it. <laughs> you just do it. Yeah, I think I'd go back and give myself very much the same stop over thinking things and just do it, you know? Yeah. 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 How do you know when you're on the edge of your comfort zone? Mm. What does that look like for you? Because a lot of women that listen to this, they want this but they're sitting here in their comfort zone and they're just not sure what to do. Do you think getting a punching bag for three minutes is one way to, to oh, try? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, um, travel's a constant boundary pusher because you're constantly taking people to places um, that they don't know. They can't, You can't necessarily speak the language. The food and the culture is different. The money's foreign. 
and they're taking your advice to go there yes. as well, aren't they? So you, suddenly there's an added risk because they may yes. not travel the way you would travel or take experiences on the way you do. So yes. I can see that, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's very cool. So that's when you probably need your experience and your confidence in making sure they go to the right vendors and all of that sort of stuff. Mm, yes. Cool. Yes. Okay. So, Cindy, after also after that book list that you've just given us, um, if you could have dinner with three people, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Alive or dead? Can, can I have more than three? You can have as many as you want. <laughs> well, my first pick would be this would be George Clooney, of course, <laughs> but also I. I would also like to have dinner with his wife, Amal, because I just think she's the most amazing woman. And I, I would love, I'd love to have dinner with Madeleine Albright, um, Jackie Kennedy, Princess Grace of Monaco, um, Queen Noor of Jordan, and Nelson Mandela. Wow. Can I come to dinner? Yes. <laughs> yeah, too. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Why would you choose all of these people? Having read their stories to date, I would just like to be in the same room and feel the presence, the cumulative power of those people in the one room would just be, I'm trying to think of the word, um, incredibly uplifting and yes. Uh, when you think about yeah, inspiring that word, that word just keeps coming back. Um, it inspires you to really want to make a difference in people's lives, as the all these people have. Mm. I, I remember in the um, Think and Grow Rich um, uh, that that book. Um, he has, I think, in the last chapter about having a virtual mastermind. And I thought that would be quite amazing to be able to, I must go back and reread it yeah. and just actually, because creating a mastermind of these people would be fascinating, just absolutely fascinating. So yes. I can't remember what chapter it is, but um, definitely the Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book. It's towards the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and as women who own who they are, and I know that despite 2020, you have had to have, you've really had to dig deep this year. And I actually think that that is the most remarkable part of us is what do we do when the proverbial hits the fan? And I also ask this question because a lot of people don't really value who they really are. And so I just would love you to answer this about what is most remarkable about what you do and who you are well Mandy you know we all hate talking about ourselves like <laughs> I know <that>. I know <laughs> uh, despite what my family says with the, what's the, when they when I told them I was doing a, an interview radio interview they said oh well if the topic is about you it'll you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> they are very cheeky very cheeky yeah. Um, I, I would say, um, looking back on this past year, resilience, mm. not just, um, looking up after my clients and being determined to still have a travel business. I had to look at other ways of, um, other streams of income, I guess. Um, so one of them was to, uh, work in my family's 
raw milk delivery business, Bakewell Creamery. And I also worked during the Electoral Commission, which led me to meet some amazing people. One of the things that I've learned, not just in the last 12 months, but maybe in the last five years, I've learned that people actually listen to what I say. And I never realized that before. Um, and it makes you realize that um, you are influencing people and you are inspiring people. And if you put that all together, that's what makes me remarkable. Fantastic. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth, but we got it out of here eventually. <laughs> it is a really tough question, but I think it's really important that we actually begin to own own it and it's part of the self-value and a self-worth um, question really because yeah. if we can see it in us we'll see in other people and we can tell by who you talk who you read about and that they're inspiring and they're influencing as well and we think we may not do it quite like them but we're doing it anyway yeah you no know, we're doing it in our way yeah. and you just don't know the power of one thing that you can say. That's one thing I've learned, you know, that one thing you can say can have absolute ripple effects, even the power of one phone call, you know, things like that. And yeah, we just underestimate yeah. sometimes what we do say. Yes. And um, so I think that's actually very, that's very cool. So tell us a little bit about, before we go, tell us a little bit about the travel landscape in New Zealand and what would be your top tips for 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 going you know when you're wanting to do book a holiday in New Zealand obviously we want to go through you because you know how to give us an elite travel experience and you know how to do the four star but what will you know we've got so much beauty in New Zealand what would you you know what places do you recommend what I work on is 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 what people want to do okay what are their interests is it groups of ladies wanting to go away for a significant birthday? Is it a groups wanting to go away and play golf, play a sport? And how far do they want to go? What's their budget? And what are their other interests? Like, do they love wine and food? And again, I, I, I come back to that special organisation that, that we belong to. I can recommend so many different places so, Cindy, now if I want to arrange for um, an elite travel experience, how do we get hold of you? Do we email you? Have you got a website that you want to tell us about? Uh, email me or or call me is the best way to, to get in touch and, and, and discuss what you want. I'm working on a, uh, a, a ladies' getaway at the moment, Mandy, and um, because... This, this particular lady is having a, a birthday ending in a zero. Um, the, the people that she, where she wants to go and how she wants to do it um, because of COVID, um, her friends from overseas can't come and join her. So we've had to look at, I suggested to her, okay, let's do something local. And um one of the ladies that I met when I was working during the election, her and her husband have just bought a B&B just outside Auckland. So it's perfect. It's a short drive. Um, they are great hosts. And 
he is actually um, he is actually a wine lecturer. So they are going to put together a special degustation menu um, um, as the birthday celebration. What a the night they arrive! So thing. yeah, no one would know. And that's really no cool. one would know about them. Unless they use someone like you, that actually your job is to know about them. Brilliant. So thank you very much, Cindy, from privatetravel.co.nz. I'll put all her contact details um, on the show notes that will go out with this. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cindy. Really pleasure um, having you on board. And, you know, you've given us some absolute gems. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you for listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. For more episodes and more details of today's show, please go to remarkablemindset.com. Let me ask you, what makes you remarkable?